friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. I'm a little Miss Blabber Blabber tonight. Um, a little bit. Okay. Well, we don't have any life updates because we did that last week. So let's get right into the episode recap. Yeah. So this week we watched season five, episode nine, titled Ooh. The One With Ross's Sandwich, written by Andrew Reich and Ted Cohen. Directed by Gary Halverson and originally aired on December 10th, 1998. Ross is enraged when someone at work steals his Thanksgiving <laughs> leftover sandwich. And Joey threatens to crack under the strain of knowing about Monica and Chandler's affair. It's a good recap. It is. It's a good actually. one. All right. So soft open. The friends are all hanging out as they normally do. At Monica's house, <laughs> Monica and Rachel's. And ultimately, one thing leads to another, and Phoebe finds undies in the couch. She is sitting on them. Like shoved in the couch. Shoved in there. She has to like pull them out. And Rachel has this like need, insists upon finding out whose they are. I mean, they're on like the, the like, they're like hanging on the edge of a stick. And they're clearly Chandler's. Like, we all know it. His face shows it. But he makes Joey take the fall for it. And what is his explanation? It's like, I'm Joey. I'm disgusting. <laughs> it's like yeah. a very animate or like very unemotional, very straight faced. Like, I'm going to play into all the things that my friends already think about me um, in order to like let them buy into this fake story and he demands like a word with Chandler he's like can I speak to you and so he essentially says like I'm tired of covering up for you um he's like the other day you left like a a razor you Monica left her razor in the bathroom and Rachel found it or someone found it and I had to lie and like he even had to shave his legs to keep up the ruse and Monica is like Dang, you even got around the ankles, <laughs> which is which is a big feat uh, for anybody. Yeah. Um, once again, I just want to call out that Monica looks so dang good. So good. Courtney Cox is killing it in this season. Just killing like, it. Yeah, it's like leftover hair from the last episode. Yes. Because yes. we find out a little bit later that this is like shortly after Thanksgiving, um, like within a week. Yes. So it's almost like... I don't, I don't even know. Like, maybe she didn't wash her hair and it's just, like, in the same way or... It, it just does look so very good. similar. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it has to be, like, my thought is, like, it's probably within that first Monday back from work. Like, because yeah, Ross goes back to be. work and, and the type of sandwich that he made was from leftovers. You would eat it all throughout the weekend and then, like, would almost be out of leftovers, you know? Right, yeah. Um. So, anyways, we kind of jump back. Joey tries asking... Like, for him to get it, get in, it like, get some with Monica one time in order to, like, pay him for, like, keeping their secret. And they're like, but, but it's just not going to work for them. <laughs> and he's like, I tried, which was such a weird proposition. But it does, it's like, funnily enough, sounds kind of like Joey. Yeah. So the Magna Doodle has like this night sky landscape on it with like stars and a moon 
and a UFO. Saturn. Like, it's oh, actually, yeah. like, It's going to say nice. Saturn. <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah. That's basically it. Okay. Um, I did notice that one a lot in the background. Yeah. Like, I feel like it takes us through the whole episode, maybe. But, anyways, in the cafe, main part of the episode, downstairs... Phoebe is reading Wuthering Heights, which is a book that I have tried to get into and just cannot. Yeah, I don't think I've ever read it. I think I've gotten like a third of the way through and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. It was like, it's been, it's like the weirdest, I cannot, I cannot figure it out, but I've tried. Um, But we find out that she's in this course that uh, she's taking a course at the same place where she took her Lamaze class from. Uh, which I think is hilarious. So she's like, well, if I like that class. I don't think class. it's the same place. I think she was just saying. Oh. Because he asked her, like, oh, you're taking a class? And she's like, yeah, I took the Lamaze class and I really enjoyed it. I think she's just saying. Like, just in like general. Class idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. I was I was wondering where they would hold, like, a Lamaze class and, like, college grade education. But, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Yours yours makes more sense. Um, And Rachel seems to think, like, it's really cool. So she invites Rachel to join her. Um, meanwhile, Ross comes in and I know you're, you know what I have to do. Yes, please do. <laughs> I can't. Ross comes in with I literally a thought famous it, one of I his. I literally thought I need to hear it. Hi. Famous. Famous hi from Ross. We haven't heard that. In, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have not heard it in quite a while. It has been. Yeah. Like half of a season at least. And we find out that he's he's down because someone took his sandwich at work. And Chandler... Okay. Oh, go ahead. I would be the same level of furious as Ross. Yeah, it's just not right. You don't take somebody's Thanksgiving leftovers. Not... And, or, like, the main part of their meal. Now, here's the yeah. thing. I could understand if one of my coworkers, like... Say I had a string cheese as part of my lunch... Yeah. And they ate that because like something like they just they were so hungry they had to. I'd be like, okay, you tell me about it later. Like I'm going to be like bummed because I expected that for my lunch. But also like I still have lunch to eat. But the fact that you took the main part of his lunch. I mean, that's just it's savage. It's just wrong. And Chandler brushes it off like it's a small thing. And Ross kicks back at this. He's like, I am 30 years old. I'm I'm divorced twice, or about to be 30, whatever he says. Divorced twice. The sandwich was the only good thing going on in my life. <laughs> now, Monica is so sweet. She offers the final remains of her leftovers for one final sandwich that Ross can take to work tomorrow. And he is very, he's like overcome almost with emotion until his yeah. anger wins out again. Because he's so mad about the situation. Now, Phoebe offers him a little bit of street advice, um, is the best way I could put it. She, like, writes something down, which they don't even show us. But they're like, oh, my gosh, Phoebe, you're, like, savage. Like, whatever she wrote down was enough to shock the group. Yeah. Um, we... So we we go with Phoebe into her course, into this into this class. And they're reading or the guy is talking about the Bronte the Bronte sisters. Rachel comes in late and needs to be brought up to speed on the book synopsis. So nicely, 
luckily, she has a friend in the class, Phoebe gives her the rundown, um, which Rachel completely uses to, like, undermine Phoebe and leaves her with nothing to contribute when the instructor calls on her. And... Yeah, it was a low blow. It, it really was. And, like, you could tell, like, Rachel could have stopped at the first thing, even though the instructor wasn't, like, thoroughly thrilled with it. Like, he was like, yeah, I guess you could say it's a tragic romance. Like, sure. But then she's like, oh, oh, and the symbolism. And that's where she, like, she takes the one nugget that Phoebe had and, like, uses it and leaves her with nothing. And Phoebe totally calls her out on it. You can tell after the class, they go to the cafe, like, they go to the cafe just to hang out, Central Perk. And Phoebe kind of battles it out with Rachel, um, saying, like, that wasn't fair, like, you left me with nothing. And Rachel was like, I would have been as as embarrassed as you were, (laughs) like, if I hadn't had that fact. Now, Ross barges in to thank Phoebe, oh my gosh, Phoebe, 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 for the note. Work peers are afraid of him. His sandwich was untouched. He's like, I am getting things done on my timeline. Like, things are going well for Ross at work. Or at least so he thinks. And he's got a new nickname. Mental Geller. Mental Geller. He He's loving this a little bit. He's so yeah. grateful. He's, he's, writing, he's writing this high. And he tries to use his zeal towards Joey. Um, who very easily shoves him right over the back of the couch. Oh, it was a dramatic shove. I mean, just like shoves him out of the way and, and Ross goes tumbling over the couch. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter how excited Ross is about his newfound authority, maybe is what you can say. Um, but Joey's not having it. He's like, no. <laughs> like, Joey will not be bullied. <laughs> now, back in the apartment, Joey is coming home from a date where Monica and Chat. uh, uh, where Monica and Chandler are having a romantic night in, obviously taking advantage of Joey's absence. And. Well, Joey and Ross, because Ross still lives there. Because at first I was like, why are they getting up and running? Because oh, that's so They're not naked. Like, it's not like they're in a weird spot. But like then I, I remembered the boxes and I was like, oh, Ross still lives there. Like they're being very out in the open with Ross living there. That, I totally forgot about that element. I think that's a little too risky. I don't think Monica would risk it that much if Ross, like, if Ross lived there. Yeah, honestly, I think, I think Chandler would be the one that wouldn't want to risk it. Yeah, that's true. He'd be more scared of Ross. That's true. Now, so, okay, so then, yeah, obviously Ross and Joey were gone, and that's why they were taking advantage of the open living room. And this first date, which we find out it's a first date, is absolutely appalled that Joey would think that they're going to sleep together and record it on the first date. Which is like a little bold for Monica. Yes. Now, Rachel, all of this, Rachel witnesses from the hallway as she's returning home at the same time. And she cannot believe She's like, is that true? And then sees it. And Chandler, this is the worst timing on Chandler's part. Don't even come out of the room. Rachel doesn't know you're there. Don't even come out of the room. But all of a sudden Chandler comes out of the room. And she's like, and with Chandler in the next room, 
And and what does he do? He gives the same unemotional I'm response. I'm Joey. I'm disgusting. <laughs> and so Rachel finally is like fed up. So she storms out. And Joey is so mad at Ross. But can I say in the turtleneck that he's in or in the long sleeve, whatever he's wearing, just he looks very like trim, like he's working out. Yes. His hair looks good. Like he looks really good in this scene, yes. too. Yes, he does. I, I literally wrote the same thing, that he looks really good in that turtleneck. I literally wrote hot almost. <laughs> I didn't write that, but yeah. Almost. Um, okay, quite. one quick like thing. So when Monica and Chandler like get up quickly and run to the room, yeah. they kick the pillows. Oh my gosh, I thought it was going to hit the candle. Yeah. Um, but then when Joey and Cynthia come in and they're looking at it, the pillows are back in their normal spot. Uh, so you can tell that they were obviously two different takes. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, good catch. Um, now, because he's so mad, he's like threatening to tell everybody because right now the stuff is starting to pile up. There's underwear in somebody else's apartment that Joey ran- randomly put in there. Then now... He's videotaping his first dates having sex with him in the living room with Chandler in the next room. And they really have to talk him down from 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 telling. And Joey, I feel like, has every right to be angry. Oh, I would storm across the room and be like, Chandler and Monica are together. (laughs) Ain't no way. It would have already been out. Ain't no way you're tarnishing my character like that. I love you, but no. (laughs) Now, Ross is at work. This is the first time we see him at work. So far, he's only talked about it. He's in, he's sitting at a table and Ross's boss approaches him to let him know that there have been reports um, filed for all the things that Ross alluded to earlier that he thought were going well. But the boss is saying he's not reaching deadlines, which he was saying that things were getting done on his timeline. So like, Everything that Ross thought were going good for him is actually a bad thing. And people are starting to file reports. And so Ross tries to pacify him like, oh, no, no, no. Telling us telling the story of the sandwich. And the guy immediately fesses up. He was the one who ate the sandwich. And this guy is approaching it so nonchalant and very like, oh, yeah, sorry, that was me. Like, no apology, no remorse, just fact-telling. And Ross isn't having it. He is not no. having it. He gets very animated. David Schwimmer does some great, great physical acting here as he kind of banters back and forth with this boss about his sandwich. Um, he's like, well, you can follow me to my office. Uh, I didn't even eat all of it. There might be some left in the trash, um, because it was too big for this thief man to finish. And Ross, like, the the hands to eyes, like, yeah. I mean. Which is, like, another, like, iconic thing. Already I, I know this like. is my favorite scene. Already. It's my yeah. favorite scene. It's just the way that David Schwimmer acted out as he's realizing the fact that, like, he didn't even eat the whole thing. You stole it and didn't even eat all of it. You threw it in the trash. Like, that is my sandwich. Does your sandwiches have moist maker? Like, how did you confuse it for anybody else's? Like, he is livid. And the way that David Schwimmer acts it out is so perfect. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think you described like he he before the guy told him about eating the sandwich, he described what it was. Yeah. Like, you know how Monica makes it a certain way where she like like soaks a piece of bread, which actually sounds terrible. Soaks a piece of bread in the gravy and then puts it in the middle, so it he calls it the moist maker. Yep. Which is like the literal worst name for a sandwich, <laughs> I feel like. But um yeah. yeah, I just it was it was really funny to like watch him like describe the sandwich and then continue to like get so angry. So... My sandwich, <laughs> my sandwich, and all the like pigeons across New York. It was really <laughs> funny. Um. Okay, we catch up with Monica. Nope, not Monica. Phoebe. Um, and Rachel in class once again. Now they have moved on to Jane Eyre. I have to say they're reading a lot. They're covering a lot of ground in this one class. I know because those books aren't tiny. They're not tiny and they're not simple to talk through. <laughs> like there's a lot happening. Or read. And also like of all the friends to like read books like this, those are the two I would not expect. I know. I know. And we find out for a good reason at least why one of them isn't. So... Rachel didn't read this book either. We found out that she opted for Vogue instead. Um, was that Oprah Winfrey on the cover? I was like, it kind of looks like a photoshopped version of Oprah, but maybe it's not. And maybe I'm the worst person of pop culture in the late 90s when I was like nine. But I don't know. I was like, maybe it's Oprah. But anyways, it was Vogue magazine. Um, so Phoebe kind of pretends to be giving Rachel the inside scoop, but she will not be embarrassed again. This time, she tells her that Jane Eyre is a cyborg. And not only that, but she offers her up to fail. So when the professor starts off the dialogue, Phoebe's like, oh, Rachel and I were talking and she had some very interesting thoughts, which is so so savage of Phoebe. Like, so savage. So, Rachel is sort of like, thanks, Phoebe. And then she starts talking. At the beginning, she could have gotten away with what she said. Yeah. The teacher was like, okay, that's interesting. And then she continues. And Phoebe is very pleased with herself when she said about the robots. Phoebe gets like the biggest grin on her face. So we're going to follow up with them in a minute. But in between, we catch up with Monica and Chandler in the cafe. Monica gives Chandler a naked photo of herself since their romantic evening did not pan out. And Okay, can I just say that the suit that Chandler was wearing, that olive green color, looked so good on him. I'm really sad I didn't notice it. Dang it. I've been, like, commenting on people who look good this whole, like, these last, like, what, couple of episodes. And now I can't even get it together for Chandler. Dang. Okay. Yeah. It was so good. I like remember looking at my, because I was watching it on my phone. I looked down and I was like, wait a minute. Mm. Is that an olive green suit that boy has on? It was good. Nice. Awesome. Now, um, Ross comes into the cafe and very quickly Chandler shoves it into like a magazine or a paper or something. He like shoves it in a magazine because it's a naked photo of Monica. Now, Ross mentions, um... He is acting very strange. You can tell he's very... Well, he's he's eating a... Cotton candy, cotton candy, which is hilarious. Of all things. Like, where did he get that from? <laughs> and he says that he saw a counselor at work today on account... No, a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist, sorry. 
at work today on account of his rage and was given a pill, which we are obviously witnessing the side effects of, and he has to take a leave of absence from work because of it. And he's like... Because he yelled at his boss. Yeah, he's like, I don't know... Like, I don't know, like, it's going to be weird not going to work, but the pills have made me not think about my sandwich. <laughs> so, like, they're kind of working. Um, okay, here, here's some thoughts on this. Yeah. So, one, why are there psychiatrists at a museum? Yeah. That's why I said counselor, because I was like, counselors make more sense yeah. than a psychiatrist. That seems very intense. Yeah. Also, like... Is it even legal for your job to require you to go see one? If you're not in, like, like it's not oh. like he sees clients or True. patients or anything. Like, he's literally a paleontologist. Like, yeah, I think they could recommend maybe, but, like, to require it seems a little much like a stretch. I wonder if back then they could do that. And now, like, with labor laws and uh, OSHA... And, like, all of the work company things, maybe things have changed a lot. Maybe. But then the last thing, a tranquilizer? That's, it's so intense. Like, that's what we're going to give this guy? And then we're just going to let him go roam the streets of New York (laughs) to get home? Yeah, no, but you're not going to call nobody to pick him up? (laughs) Right. At least put him in a taxi to get him home. Yeah, it makes you really wonder... If he was in that state as he came home, like, how did he pick up that cotton candy? Where did he get that from? And is it cotton candy or is there something uh, else going on? Yeah. Uh. Um, okay, so that's that's all about him That in that scene that I'm going to talk about. We, we kind of jump back into the storyline with Rachel and Phoebe. Rachel is so mad at Phoebe. They're back at the apartment, which I think it's funny that after a class at night, Phoebe is coming back to the apartment with Rachel when very clearly she would have gone home. It's just so funny how much yeah. time Phoebe spends at that apartment at time frames that make zero sense. Yeah. Um, but Rachel's so mad at Phoebe, who is not the least bit sorry. Um, and as they were talking, they kind of come to this realization that they were just missing each other and the expectations Phoebe wanted to learn. She didn't go to high school, like doesn't have a degree. She really wanted to learn. And Rachel just wanted to have fun. So Rachel offers up a very viable substitute that we see in the next scene, Monica, who is sure to be the bane of her instructor's existence. Yeah. And the class, which we will see in an upcoming, uh, upcoming scene. Now, back to the guy's apartment across the way, uh, Joey comes back from KFC and finds a magazine on the counter. And as he picks it up, what falls out but the dang picture that Chandler shoved in there earlier. And as Joey... who just happens to be in the hallway. uh, and And with the door open, like, Joey's looking at it and realizes who it is. And as he's doing that, Phoebe, Rachel enters the scene... And she is immediately offended. She was like, she is like, oh, like, I mean, grabs the picture. How is he going to get out of this one? Really? Monica, like all of a sudden, all the friends are in the room. And Monica, like, takes the picture back. 
Phoebe sort of gives Joey a chance to explain himself, but is also kind of like, now let him give a chance to explain why he's such a pervert. Like, she's like almost on his side. And then like very quickly, like you're like, oh, no, she's very much on their side. And Chandler finally steps in. It looks like he's going to step in and then throws him completely under the bus by saying that he's a like a sex addict. Um, yeah, it was an even lower blow. Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, and and finally, like, Monica thinks this is a very suitable way out. She is, like, trying to convince him. Like, this is, this is explains all the things. Um, which I think is really unfair of Monica. She's, like, essentially looking at him, hands on his shoulders, like, come on, agree with me on this. And yeah. he... He eventually is like, she's like, this explains like all the things that we've been seeing. And he goes, so does the truth, which I'm like, good for you, Joey, like stand up for yourself. But in order to get out of that lie, he tells another lie about him sleeping with Monica, which is like. But it's a good comeback, though. But at that, I mean, yes, it puts them in an awkward position where now it makes Monica look bad. But at the same time, like at that point, if you're going to say she's sleeping with somebody, then just say, just get it out now. Just tell who you're actually sleeping with. Because I don't know if that like, it doesn't help keep the secret anymore. It just distracts from the fact that she's sleeping with a different person. True. But I mean, really, the thing is that they just keep digging themselves into a bigger and bigger hole. Ross can't even barely handle it. Like, like, I'm pretty sure David Schwimmer lost it at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, like, he had like, had that moment of, like, rage, and then he kind of turns his back, and, like, mm. you don't really see his face again. Um, and there's also a moment where, like, Joey, he says something like, I'm going to get back to my chicken or back to my bucket or whatever, yeah. he's holding that bucket of chicken. Um, and then you can hear, if you're, like, listening, you can hear this very loud, like, stifled laugh mm. um, immediately <laughs> after that line. Nice. And so you just, like, assume that it's either one of the cast members or, like, a crew member or maybe an audience member, like, off screen, but, like, mm. close enough to a boom mic to, like, have picked it up. Interesting. Because it was just so funny, like, how the whole time, like, all this is happening, he's holding this chicken. He's like, I'm just going <laughs> to get back to my bucket. Makes you wonder, like, how long did they have to film that scene and how old was that chicken? <laughs> right. Now, Chandler at one point, like, wants them to go back to the old lie. Like, he mentions that, like, they could talk about how Joey's just a sex addict, like, it's his fault. But, like, no. Like, they're sticking with that one. Monica's the bad guy here. Monica's the icky one because she chose to sleep with Joey. And Joey feels very vindicated by the end of this. Even though the truth has still not come out. They're still in the same predicament that there is a secret being kept. They've just sort of pacified the friends being all weirded out about random things that are happening um, for a little while longer. Uh, So in the tag of this episode, they're uh, wrapping up class and Phoebe is consoling like a fellow classmate who she said made a really great point before getting cut off, which we know that's by Monica. Um, They're like, yeah, what is up with that girl? And Phoebe feigns ignorance on knowing her. Like, yeah, I didn't come with her. Like, very, like, I'm not associated. Monica um, is really the mutual enemy of the room. 
And she becomes even more so when she comes bounding into the classroom, suggesting that, telling the room that she suggested to the instructor that they give them a test with essay questions in order for them to be better learners. And the class is very frustrated with her. Seems very Monica. And that is how we end the episode. Any more fun facts or anything? Not really. There really weren't a whole lot for this episode. Okay. Favorite scene? You already know mine. (laughs) I already talked about it. Is it bad that if it's mine as well? No, it's not bad. We often have similar ones. For all the same reasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, then episode. so good. Episode rating. Ah. um, I think I'm going to give this one a how you doing. Um, okay. Because it was funny. I really enjoy Angry Ross. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just do. I think because David Schwimmer can sell it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that. I like the stage in the season that we're in. Um, it's probably some of my favorite Friends episodes ever. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to. I'm. You're probably going to have a lot more like ratings above above Unagi from me in the next few episodes. Yeah. I'm I'm going to give it a seven, seven, seven. How very Monica of you. Yes. I I honestly almost could have ranked it a little bit higher, too. There's something about this um, episode storyline with Ross that completely overshadows the secondary storyline of the classroom. And the other storyline of Chandler and Monica hiding things and Joey being like the gross one. Mm -hmm. There's something like, I wish they would have put more story time into this Ross storyline because it almost single-handedly brings up the entire ranking on its own because I really couldn't care less about like the fact that Joey is like running into issues with hiding Chandler Monica's secret and Rachel finding out and like all that drama. And then like the Rachel being a part of the Phoebe storyline with the class, like I couldn't care about that either. It's almost like those are really low. And if those were the main part of a different episode, I would have ranked it really low. If it had had a third episode or a third storyline that wasn't as strong as Ross's sandwich, I would have rated this episode really poorly but the fact that that storyline is in this episode brings it up significantly for me. Because if that wasn't a part of it, I probably would have ranked it within like like a like an oh my god, or even a Marcel. Because I really couldn't care less about the other two. But Ross ranks so high for me in this one that it completely engulfs everything else. So that's why I ranked it where it's at. Nice. Um, okay, post show wrap up trivia. Which friend was in labor the longest? It was Rachel. Rachel. Wasn't it? She was so frustrated. There's like baby after baby coming out of her um, yeah. thing. Um, what is Joey's out middle of her name? Room? Joey Antonio Tribbiani. No, isn't it something girly? No, that's Chandler's. Oh, that's Chandler. It's like uh, Chandler M. Chandler uh... Muriel. I know Chandler. His middle name is Francis. What? Joey Francis. So it is girly. Why would they do that with both him and Chandler? 
I don't know. I feel like a strong Italian. Mel Francis kind of is Italian, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that like what the Pope, Pope is? Francis. Oh, yeah, you're right. Pope Francis, yeah. Okay, well, I'm a meanie. <laughs> I was going to say a different word. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do not have a social media spotlight for us today, so we will skip right to the recommend to a friend, Llewellyn. What you got for us this week? Uh, why don't you go first? Since I wait, actually, I did have one down. Just remembered I wrote one down. <laughs> um, okay, so I've been like really on like a tea kick lately. Mm. Um, wow. I'm. I mean, I think I've said before, like, I'm an avid coffee drinker. I drink lots of coffee. Yes. Um, But lately, I've been drinking a lot of, like, chai. Mm. And while I'll get it at Starbucks, like, I don't mind it there. Um, My roommate makes everything from scratch, essentially. Um, I don't know why. She just, like, loves... And she, like, she doesn't love to cook, but, like, she's just really good at it. Um... And so there was one day she made this homemade chai, and I think the first time I had it, it was iced because she had made it and then put it in the like leftovers in the fridge. And she's like, she's like really generous, and like if she overmakes something, she's like, it's in there for your next day. I'm like, okay, cool. So I took it to work with me, and I like I can still remember taking the first sip, and just my mind was blown at how delicious it wow. was. Wow. Um, and so last weekend. We had some friends over and she was making, she was going to make her chai. And I had literally been thinking, like, I want to ask her how she makes it because I would like to make this for myself, like, in the future. Um, and so she, like, showed me her recipe. Oh, like, cool. Basically, like, walked me through how to make it. I can't say it right now because I don't remember. But um, it's so good. And it's, like, and she doesn't, she doesn't really like things super sweet, which is the same way I am. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, not very sweet, which I like. Okay. But it's, like, very, like, she, like, grates the ginger that's in it. So it, like, gives it, like, this little bit of extra, um, I don't even know the right word. I'm, like, blanking on words. Um, but it, it tastes so good. And every time she makes it, it's, like, it's, like, my, like, you know how, like, when dogs are, <laughs> sounds so gross, when dogs <laughs> are, like, watching you, like, prepare food or something and they, like, salivate? Yeah. That's, like, what it makes me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I, like... Moving on. It's so good. Anyways. Like the moist maker. So I just recommend homemade chai. If you're going to make it, make it from scratch. Not that box stuff. I think it's perfect that both you and I have recipe type things, especially when like our favorite part of this episode was the moist maker, which is very much like a food thing. So it seems very fitting. Mine is, is in a completely different direction. Um, I highly recommend to a friend that you make yourself some puppy chow. So good. Now, it has other names. Um, the official Czechs, um, name of this dessert is called Muddy Buddies. And you can buy it in a package made, but I would recommend that you make it yourself. It is the easiest recipe um, there's a couple different ways, um, but if you don't want butter, you just do equal parts uh, peanut butter and chocolate, and then an entire bag of rice Chex cereal, plain, unsweetened, like just regular Chex, and then once you melt the peanut butter and chocolate together, you drizzle it over, mix it with the cereal, 
and then you sprinkle powdered sugar over it. You put it in the fr- like fridge for a little bit just so that the chocolate hardens and kind of clumps together and you get these like chunks of chocolatey goodness and I've been obsessed for the last week and I have already made it for myself twice and have finished two full like recipes of it and I'm very tempted to do it again this weekend. So yeah, highly recommend Puppy Chow to a friend. You can find the recipe in the show notes. I'll link one. Now you really make me want to go get the stuff. Oh my to gosh! Make it. And it's so like easy and cheap and quick. It's, it's so easy, it's so good. It's definitely not dairy free. So it's so freaking. Oh, you can make it dairy free. I've made it before. Oh yeah, for sure you can. Yeah, it's just sad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not I'm sad. There's kidding. dairy free chocolate. I'm out there. just kidding. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next week. Uh, man, this is a quick episode. Next week we are going to cover the one with the inappropriate sister. Yeah, so we'll catch you guys next week on the One of the Friends podcast. <laughs>